This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Incubus, we all must face our demons. Well played, Scary Movie Hamburger. Well played. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess, episode 77. I'm Chris. Yes, Brett. I'm Brett. Thank you, Brett. And I, Troy, take this podcast to be my lawfully... Oh, wait. And uh, I've been in a lot of weddings lately, sorry. Troy's been gone, but now he's back. He had to go for some triple marriage, we don't know. Yeah, Uh, I assume in Utah, because that's where the Mormons live. It was a lot of weddings. I'm tired of weddings. No one get married, please. Yeah, you heard it here. You heard, Troy, all marriages are now abolished. Yep, I've outlawed all marriage, gay, straight, and otherwise. Fair enough. Except for dogs, they can get married. It's so cute when you put the little hat on them and stuff. The dogs? (laughs) Yeah. Little bow tie. Troy. Yeah. I'm a male dog, jeez. It's been a while, but we, we we don't like to talk about bow ties, buddy. All right. No, this is not a bit. We're not doing this. No. My hand was up. I know. I shot it down. So, Incubus. <laughs> this place is fucking communist China, you know that? Yes. I am aware. So, Incubus. So, Incubus. It has a backward K. I just want to point that out real How quick. How do you pronounce that? In- back K, you bus. Yeah. With what? Robert England and Joey Fatone. And that one, William Forsythe. Yep, he's an actor. Yeah, what else has he? What else has he been in? Uh, I feel like I should know him, but I don't. A he, bunch of bullshit that I rattled off. Oh, I'll fix that in post. <laughs> so we uh, we start off Incubus with uh, some lady. We're gonna call her Broad. Broad, okay, very general, but I'll go with it. So Broad's having a kid, right? Yeah. And uh, Joey Fat One's there. <laughs> Fat. Yeah. I will say, though, I I was watching a show on Netflix the other day called Sense8. And apparently they understand how labor works far more than this movie does. Because in that show, I got to see five different vaginas destroyed by baby heads. Whereas in this one... They keep everything below the waist covered, and she coughs up blood at some point. So apparently, they were expecting her to deliver orally. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah. Wait, what do you mean he didn't? Did you deliver a baby orally? I did. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Twice. I think so. Huh. I hope that's what that was. Better he had too much spaghetti the night before. Too much spaghetti. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. So, um, this like puking up worms. It's a broad. She has some kind of demon baby that chews its way out of a latex sheet. I mean, her stomach. Yeah. And like that was real as fuck, man. I was worried about that lady. And And um, then she coughs up a bunch of blood onto Joey Fatone's forehead. Then she spits a bunch of cough syrup in in Sink's face. Yeah, and Sink gets his lance bath. And then we uh, we jump smash cut. 
There's a whole bunch of weird cuts in this thing. Like, oh man, I get to yell "papow" a lot. They keep cutting like random scenes into this. It's kind of terrible and epileptic, causing seizureness. Yeah, it it's confusing sometimes. What? My hands up. I know. That's it. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Fucking really. Yep. All right. So we smash forward into uh, the future, I think. Where uh, Lance, smash forward back cut. Lance Bass is in his the uh, interrogation the, closet at the asylum. The least padded padded cell they have. So they got him in the hardballed padded cell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just smashing his head over and over into drywall. And he's uh, recounting the Times story. Times are tough, you know. We ain't got money for pads. That's true. Yeah. Drywall's softer than getting shot. Uh, yes, I guess. So, uh, old Lance Bass, he's all recounting the tale of the Incubus. Now, I didn't recognize him without a beard. Without like, the beard, is- he looks like a portly Adam Sandler. <laughs> True. Yeah, so I thought I was watching Pixels for a second. That's a movie Adam Sandler's in, Brett. Oh, yes. yeah. Although there was, there was I don't get into politics. <laughs> it's fair, I guess. There was no Peter Dinklage, and thankfully there was also yeah. no Whoa, uh, Dinklage. That's his name. That sounds hot for somebody. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> so. uh we we go from the future times in the interrogation <laughs> Back to the closet. Yeah, yes. in case you guys can't, in case our listeners can't tell, Chris was not a fan of this movie. <laughs> no, he's like, anyway, let's just keep fucking moving on. Cause I can't, yeah. and I'm doing whatever I can to piss him off and slow the process. That's good. That's good. I want to recount this slowly and agonizingly as possible. Yeah. No. So now. We uh, flash back to a police station where uh, we get to see Joey Fatwood and that broad having weird choke death sex. Yeah, I love how like he like quickly brushed his hands over her breasts because you could tell Joey Fatwood was like, "I'm gonna totally touch her boobs. She can't stop me. I'm gonna do it." <laughs> yeah. Oh no 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 no! I'm not. I'm not. So Joey Fatwood touches her augmentations. No, yeah. he wants to. But they're lies. And, um, yeah, that that part was pretty unpleasant. Yeah. It didn't look very good for anyone involved. Nope, he sure was jamming his wiener into her leg, I guess, based on the <laughs> angles. And, uh, I don't know, something happened. He was... There you go, something happened. That's good fucking podcasting, Chris. Woo! Woo! I mean, I mean they, they had sex and then they put their clothes back on. Yeah, that was the thing that we should keep in mind for later. Yeah. I guess. Very important. What? Go on. I, I, I don't have anything. Stop doing that. Stop doing what? <laughs> Your stupid hand-raising thing. You that, no one, that no one listening to the audio podcast... Now they know because I made Chris say it. <laughs> We're, what, 77 of these in and you don't understand if people can't see you doing shit? So, they had desk sex. <laughs> but no one dies. But no one dies. I thought you said desk. And then, oh, um... Death. I thought you said death sex. Desk. Oh. Well, it didn't 
Well, see, like. whenever Chris has sex, somebody dies, so he doesn't know any different. Yeah. It's that gypsy woman's curse she put on me. It's like thinner, mm-hmm. except for not like that. That's what she said. Every time. So then we jump over to the, uh, I don't know, this is supposed to be a police station, but it seriously just looks like the basement of an office building. Well, it's, cause it's the, it, because the narrative is that they're shutting down this police station, opening up a new one, so there's like no one here. Yeah, Jesus like, Christ, Chris. One computer, they're like, hey, we have no budget, so how are we going to explain the fact that there is nothing in this place? Oh, we're going to move stations, that's why. Did you spend half your time watching this movie, dicking around on Reddit? No. I did. I was dicking around with the individual settings on my phone apps. Thank you. All right. (laughs) Carry on, then. So So now his Facebook does push notifications. Yeah, I was tired of not knowing who posted something about religion or politics. And I'm up to date on shitty Photoshop. See? This movie wasn't totally worthless. Nah, we got some stuff done. <laughs> a little R face palm for you guys? Yeah. A little. So now some kids there at the police station, they accuse him of lopping off some girl's head. And he recounts the tale of, uh... They were having totally not convincing um He doesn't recount stuff. what her boobs look like because you don't see them. That's also true. Yeah, that was kind of the worst. one of the worst parts of this movie. Was. Yeah, there was like a thing right in front of her boobs the whole time. Yeah. What the you- desk, desk cop lady could also have bothered to take her bra off during that scene. But- yeah, I mean, at least yeah. then I would have paid attention to this movie for a couple of seconds here and there. The guy... So, um, the guy, the guy, college boy, apparently kills some chick, but he blames it all on the incubus or whatever. Well, some, some shadowy guy sitting in the corner of the room. A shadowy figure. Yes. <laughs> Which is quite obviously Robert England to anyone who knows what the fuck Robert England looks like. Jason yeah. Voorhees? Yes, Jason Voorhees. Or, Inc- or the Hoobastank, as I like to call him. And Hoobastank was chilling on the dresser. And all the cops are like, cliched-ass cop line number 612 to that. Yep. But then, old Hoobastank shows up in the flesh with uh, that chick's head. And he's all like, hey guys, I got this chick's head. That's, you want it? That's a evidence or something, probably. It is an evidence. Yeah. Maybe you should put this in a bag. And they're all like, oh man, let's take several agonizing minutes before we subdue this guy with a severed fucking head in a police station. Yeah. So they do that. Something about this doesn't seem quite right. Let's powwow on it for a minute. They, they go to handcuff him, but he's got some kind of... Handcuffing knife? Yeah, some kind of... Punch dagger knife thing. Some kind of weird fucking taxi driver shit? Yeah. No. What it was, some guy picked this up at like a gun show and like, I have to work this into the movie. Cause this shit's awesome. I really like this. And, <laughs> and um, Hoobastank's like, okay, so my van's outside. And the cops are like, we're going to look in the van. So then they do. And there's... Uh, fake body parts? Yes. Rubber body parts. And, oh, and a book. Wipe the collection of fake body parts. No. There's legs, arms, torsos. Some saws and such. All from goddamn mannequins? Yep. Yeah. Smell like my fridge in there. You eat mannequins too? No, I just, I had a party like three weeks ago and just cleaned the meat out of my fridge 
Oh. Yes, today. So, yeah. I suppose I'm still alone. Uh, yep. Probably. In your mannequin fetish? Yes. Hey, it's more of a sustenance thing. See, we don't we don't have food. I was say, you might want to watch the first episode of the new Doctor Who or the first episode of the third Doctor's. The third episode of the first episode. Yeah, yeah. now you've got it. They both feature mannequins. It's true. I've seen it. My no? pants are tight. <laughs> Good. Duly noted. So now the cops have uh, retrieved this here book or whatever, and Hoobastank's all like... Wait, does, wait Hoobastank calls um, William Forsyth. Yeah, with his brain. Why are you saying like Hank Hill? Because I thought it'd be fun. And I was right. It was fun. Hmm. Yeah, so he called it with his brain, though, apparently. Yeah, like... Now talk about how they're whacking off in his tool shed. Quit whacking off in my tool shed. Because <laughs> William Forsythe sells propane and propane accessories. And Lance Bass is all like, Whoa, bro, sorry about this weird psychic phone call thing that's happening right now for some reason. Bro. He's like, that's the mm-hmm. line from the movie. It's a direct quote. <laughs> that's the, my best Boomer impression, sorry. The takeaway from all this, whatever the fuck, is that such language. Hoobastank has some sort of history with um, Mr. Hank Forsyth, Hill. with Hank Hill there. Killed his wife or some shit. Cut her in half. Yep. Split Which, it in half like a piece of timber. No, not like a piece of timber. Cut split her in half like a, the other way. Yeah. Split her in half I, like the other way. Because I, I imagine like stem to stern, but it's more like left to right. Yeah, I was, I was definitely thinking like Candyman style groin to gullet. Oh, Chris is an asshole. I got it now. Yeah, you figured it yeah. out. It took you 77 episodes to figure this out. And all the years before that. <laughs> so now Mr. Forsythe is on his way with his therapist Forsythe his, his case caseworker his caseworker I guess case social services he, is now involved but somehow he calls his caseworker by dialing three numbers it's like don't you yeah like are caseworkers on 911 now is that how that works yep. yeah he called 911 and was like transfer me to the caseworker office and they're like, that's still not a thing, man. We've told you this repeatedly, but whatever. All in one office. So now, now she's there, I, I guess, with William Forsyth. But they find that, that book with a picture of a guy fried up above, up above his knees? Yes. Some, yeah. And, and apparently, since she's a caseworker, she also is a master of... Disguise? Of... Uh, Psychology. Oh, psychology. And they go through the book, and then the book has got a bunch of stuff. There's some German in there that says something about 100 years. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Something about a demons. Yeah. Yep. And Hubistank just uh, basically starts rattling off times and places and murders he committed for what feels like 45 minutes or so. But yeah. it was really only like seven minutes. And they're like unsolved murders that deal with like people who we haven't solved the murders of, and it's rather boring. <laughs> Although I'd say, at various points, Robert England does 
have some nice lines and delivers them well, but the writing in this movie is subpar. That's putting it very politely. Hot garbage. Yeah, that's probably more accurate. <laughs> Steaming piles of shit. I think what they did was they took their cell phones and they hit the autocomplete button over and over again, and that is what generated the dialogue in this movie. Like when I send you those 400 word yeah. texts? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to get my phone number just so I can get 400 word texts from him. Oh, I'll send you one, buddy. Don't you worry. <laughs> you don't even have to give me your phone number. So, uh, at this point, at the police You're going to hack station, the NSA and get it, aren't you, Brett? I'm going to bust in them interwebs. Take them out. Bust them in, <laughs> takes them out. Yep. He's going to hack his brain. Hack the planet. I'm going to hack my CD-ROM. Fuck it up. <laughs> Hook up that 52K modem. I'm going to plug my Atari Lynx into an ATM like on Terminator 2. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's how you hack stuff. My name's Chris. What? <laughs> Nothing. I was just mocking you. Thank you. So, um... Back in this movie, I guess we should talk about that for a while. Back to the movie starring... This movie is great. We can't stop talking about it. Alex P. Oh, wait. I'm looking for any excuse to not talk about this movie. I'll be honest. I have all the extension cords. I enjoyed some of the uh, magic tricks that Robert England did with, like... Not illusions. Shit like that. So... Magic with a K. I think I'm going to forego the normal... uh, chronological method for part of this now. And I'm just gonna say a bunch of dumb shit happens for, like, most of this movie. Hey, let's recount <laughs> some of our favorite not-really-happening moments now. Oh, I like when they're going down the stairs, and to, to show that they're looping as they go down the stairs, like, Joey Fat or Lance Bass, uh... Lance Fat Des- one! Desk Sex Chick and Hank Hill go down the stairs, and as they hit the bottom of the stairs, you see... Lance Bass, Desk Sex Chick, and Hank Hill coming down the top of the stairs. That was actually well done. I enjoyed that part. I, uh... Nope, I got, I got nothing. I liked Hold it when on. we paused it a couple of times for smoke breaks. I also enjoyed the, the character actor guy who did the... Um, the guy who was ready to retire was in the lottery. Oh, yeah, that he was guy, pretty good. He could actually act... That was nice. Um, some of the camera angles were nice. Like they, they looked almost like they were security camera footage, but they weren't beholden to being security camera footage. So we didn't have like this weird like found footage bullshit going on. Thank the shot from it's there was a shot from inside a microwave, which was kind of cool. Yeah, that I, was... I, I like the part where it's kind of like rubbing feces into your ears and eyes. Oh, that part. So. So most of the movie? Yeah. Yes. So the takeaway <laughs> is for a big chunk of this movie, like uh, the radios don't work. Oh, and George the Animal Steel punches the guy to death? George the Animal Steel! That's true, he does. <laughs> because because the, inc- the Incubus Hoobastank... Incubus! Incubus Hoobastank, he can uh, <laughs> take over people's bodies and then make you be a different person, but maybe you can tell it's him. Damn. The tone, but maybe you can't because I can't tell if it's like they can see the because, the like, I didn't like the guy. movie, so like, I didn't watch a whole lot of it. So, there like, are no, I'm just gonna kind there of are no, some words. Yeah, there are no rules for this movie. That was one of my biggest problems. With this there was no rules as to what 
what what Hoobastank could do, how to defeat Hoobastank. There's nothing. Like, it's just like, I just, I, the, he can do whatever he wants because we haven't defined anything. It's because yeah. he's no way, he's man. And there's no way to defeat him because we haven't defined anything. You have to go to Crystal Lake. Like, uh, the whole part with George the Animal Steel wasn't terrible. Like, it at least kind of was interesting and they were flashing like, around, but I couldn't like tell. He, he punched the kid to death, which was kind of cool. Yeah, and, but, but was he the kid the whole time from George, George's position? George! George's. Yeah, yeah. The um, Hoobastank was the was the college murderer kid from pretty much the whole time that he's talking to George the Animal Steel. Oh, so they were just showing us Hoobastank because we're a bunch of dumb idiots who are watching this movie. Yeah. Oh, I didn't understand what was happening for literally all this movie. Too <laughs> stupid. And yeah, like, and he can, he can get in your brain, but how does he get in your brain? Like, do you have to think like an impure thought around him? Like, there's there's no rules. I did drive me nuts. Dreams, man. So, um, no, it's a different franchise of Robert England. <laughs> the takeaway has rules. Yeah, there are rules in that. They're clearly defined, sort of clearly defined rules. And they bring out a fucking book that should explain what the fucking rules are with Hoobastank. And there's no rules. The only thing... With a picture of a guy right up above his knees. It drives me nuts. The only thing that was clearly explained was that he uses a backwards K that apparently that computer keyboard had to... I think I think the, the, the conceit on that was every time he hit the K for Incubus, it flipped it for no reason other than that... You gotta the, hit Control-Shift-Alt-F2-F3. F3. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I alt, get it. Alt two one three, I think, is what the uh, the uh, the uh, what ASCII character code is for it. The, I think uh, that's like the square root or something. I isn't mean, it? I understand branding is important when you're an incubus. You got to make sure people know that you're the backwards K incubus and not like the backwards S incubus or some shit. Uh huh. I guess <laughs> that's called a Z. Well, fair enough. So basically, a third, two thirds of this movie transpires, and a bunch of not really any fucking thing happens. Everybody's running around. Yeah, yeah at some point, Lance Bass, desk sex chick, and Hank Hill just run through the same hallway over and over and over again. Yeah, college kid gets beat up to death by George the Animal Steel. George the Animal Steel gets his spine ripped out. That was pretty cool. I like that part. Yeah, and then but that was it. That was really the only part of the movie that I had anything. And then, uh, what? Well, Radar, the radio guy, gets killed. Yeah, that guy from Scrubs is how I thought of him. Zach Braff. Yeah, yeah. Zach Braff. Yeah. Or Black Scrubs. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah. They said it on you Family know, Guy. Where you know Donald Faison's the white guy in Black Scrubs. Zach Braff. So, yeah, so Zach Braff gets his, and um, now I'm freaking this kind of. Skip a bunch of garbage. Yeah. I don't know. Like, there was a whole lot of no deaths in this movie, and then a whole bunch of deaths. And then Hoobastank makes a girl, what, like, makes this caseworker really horny. Yes. And and Hank Hill fires a gun at bullet-absorbing glass. Yeah, it's like the same shit that they made the prison cell doors out of in, like, uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. I thought there were some neat graphics. Yeah. Yeah, they were pretty great. It's the finest quality Adobe After Effects I'd seen in a long time. <laughs> yeah, like 
I just love he fires his gun at the glass, and the bullets just disappear into it, and there's no scratches. I mean, do they have shockwave? Come on. Shockwave flash. No fucking viruses there. Yeah, it's totally secure. Straight up. Yeah. Straight up. So, um, in- Incubus, old Hoobastank, he, um, he cuts that that caseworker in half, and it really bothers... The wrong way. Yeah. The wrong way. Well, I mean, it was hard to cut through her, considering she was full of whatever that weird gooey shit was. Ecstasy. Oh, there was orgasms. We said it. Oh, that's right. It was her yeah. orgasm. Yeah. He, he had in her, long, orgasms. Her, her, her ropey, stringy orgasms. Yep. My favorite yeah. kind. Mmm, string rope. And, uh... Silly string orgasms. Orgasms in a can. So, Lance Bass and Death Sex, they managed to get out of the basement trap, and then they they radio for help, and then I don't understand again, because I wasn't paying attention, really. Meanwhile... they catch Hoobastank up on the roof. Is that what happened? At some point, yeah. Towards the end. And and then I know that William Forsythe found his son that got stolen by Hoobastank in the in the basement. Young David Arquette? Yes, young David Arquette. <laughs> That's actually good. And they go outside. Oh, you're surprised? Yes. Thanks, yes. Joy. Well. Yes, I am. I understand <laughs> So now, now young David Arquette and William Forsythe head outside to watch people practicing softball. Yeah, that was the director and his daughter because he couldn't, you know, not insert himself into the movie. And they have a real heart-to-heart talk about how, like, the Incubus isn't a bad guy. He like totally taught him stuff and things. Or they whatever. had that heart-to-heart talk about how I looked at Reddit for a while. Yeah, no, that's what you were doing. Hmm. And, Our um, home brewing. It's a great subreddit. And then, and then William Forsythe. I like, prefer cats in business attire. Mm. Ooh, that's, I might have to try that one out. That's pretty fun. It's real. Is that is, is that safe for work? For the most part, a lot of nude cats. <laughs> no, because they're in business attire. Now, when you get into stuff like you know buttholes and paper clips, that's not safe for work. I. Gee, I never would have guessed. Maybe not your work. Where do you work? The butthole and paperclip (laughs) factory. Woo! Two desks in front of HR, so yeah. Not much to say about that. Buttholes and paperclips. So, uh, William (laughs) Forsythe somehow or another figures out that that's not really his abducted kid from 13 years ago because, I mean, fucking obviously it's not. It's who was Yep. And then he shoots Hoobas. Then then he yells at Hoobastank. Here we go. And then he shoots him on his own self in the guts. That is a shitty tone. To um, like win, I guess. You just hear. The and then like he falls into a metal beam, which gets hit by lightning. But that was because Lance Lance Bass shot him a lot. Oh yeah, and, this is Chris being a dick. And then it gets hit by lightning, but it doesn't matter that it gets hit by lightning because he already put the demon kid into that other broad from earlier what was on the desk and well he was inside Lance Bass yeah which which we find out because they flash his eyes red for a second and and then and 
Uh, then... Come the, on, Hateful Tone, get it out. The guy in the psychologist closet thing from earlier has red eyes, and Lance, Lance Bass is still in the mental institution. Hooray! They put him back into the whatever straitjacket because he's talking crazy shit. Yep. He's talking! Strap him up! And that's that's like... Incubus, I guess. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Chris Light. I mean, I have to say, I thought it was okay. It's, if you, if you, if you have access to it through some kind of streaming service, which I don't know of any streaming services that have it, put it on in the background while you're doing something else. It's not so bad. But there was not a lot to. I don't know, like make people like you must see this movie. It's awesome. That's it. There's no rules for Robert England's character, the Incubus. So there was no way to defeat him because there were no rules established. You have to shoot him into the lightning. Yeah, but he'd already impregnated the lady, so he basically just showed up at the police station to fuck with people. That's basically what the movie is. Yeah, the movie is. I've already done what I need to do to continue on, so I'm going to show up at the police station and fuck with everyone for two hours because I can. Yeah. So fuck all y'all. I hope you all die burning in hell because I got out of hell because I already impregnated the desk chick. So fuck all y'all. Yeah. Yeah, it's it was boring. Like you were saying, no rules. You don't know what's happening. There's no stakes because you don't know what the fuck is even going on. Like, like what, what really lies in the balance of them not defeating the Incubus. Fucking absolutely nothing, because he already won. And and the book says he dies at sunrise anyway, because it's been 100 years. Because he says it's been 99 years, we earned 64 days and some change. So, he was dying at the end of the night anyway. So it doesn't matter what the fuck happened during the movie. Yeah, I mean, there's there's parts here and there that are okay. Some of the actors are fine in it. Like, uh, the guy who was going to retire was okay. Robert England as usual, is at least entertaining when he speaks. Yeah. William Forsythe, it's all right, but it just all in all was a big, forgettable pile of bullshit. Yes, Brett? What? Go ahead, Brett. This movie was cat piss on a dog shit. Mm. (laughs) Very poetic. (laughs) Yeah, because as Matt said, as Matt over at, what was that name, Brett? What are you talking about? Scary Movie Hamburger? Yes. <laughs> yeah, Scary Movie Hamburger, as uh, Matt said over there, we fell on this grenade. It wasn't quite as bad as I expected, because I thought there would be singing for some reason. Thankfully, there was not. That was the only thing that could have made the movie worse, was singing. Uh, but, yeah, so, uh, fuck you, Matt. This movie was yep. an on-fire disaster. Yeah, I... I, I Fuck you with a flaming cat turd. That's that's what I have to say. Whoa! Right in your parts. Yep. Yeah, not it's not great. It's it it wasn't very fun to watch. You could have stopped at that first part. I could have. It was not that great. It was not great. It, no, it wasn't. It uh made me it made me bored. And don't um, ever watch it. There's no reason to watch this. Nope. I, I'm sad. Oops, unless you hate yourself, then watch it. Well, I suppose that's a fair thing to say. Yeah, out of... This might be my least favorite movie that we've ever done. 
You're my really? favorite worse, movie. Worse than Bad Kids Go to Hell, Chris. I would rather watch Bad Kids Go to Hell. <laughs> or 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 Rob Zombie's Halloween too. Yeah, I mean, at least stuff happened kind of in those movies. I don't think we ever did Halloween 2 officially. No. We're just Halloween. Mm. Next week on Flare Out Princess, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Oh. No, I pulled out of that one. No, I hope not. <laughs> I managed no. to dodge that bullet months ago. That's on somebody else now. Yeah, I think we got something else lined up. Thank God. What do we have lined up? A Care Bears movie. What is that? that big lie? Also, uh, two movies by Low Budget Productions. I believe they are Terror at Blood Fart Lake. Woo! And also uh, Evil Dead Redneck Zombies or something along those lines. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, just just search IMDb for Teen Ape and I'm sure you'll find the uh, the movie. Oh, if Teen Ape's not in both of these, I'm going to be pissed. What about a big boob? I'm pretty sure he's... No, I think she's only... I don't think she's in any of them, but whatever. Um, I poured a cup of water as pissed onto the ground. Um... Goth chick is in at least one of them. Nice. Yeah. And we're doing two because these movies are super short. Long. Like 45, 50 minutes long each. Don't get used to it. It's a double feature? It is a double yeah. feature. And they're both low budget productions. So, Which, the only thing I enjoyed about this movie was how they actually managed to work a rather small budget into a serviceable movie. The only thing I enjoyed was that it was over at some point. That was my favorite part. Check, please. <laughs> so, thanks, Horror Show Hot Dog. I mean, you talk like you like us, but then you say we should watch this, so now I don't yeah. know how to feel. And also, fuck you, Matt, with a flaming catcher. Fringe don't give fringe grenades. We're going to get you guys so bad. And also, I guess kind of fuck Josh and Charlie for not stopping this. I mean, nobody said, no, guys, you don't hey. have to do this. You leave Charlie out of this. No, I will not leave Charlie out of this. I know you're his favorite or whatever, but no. Yeah. I mean, I'm not quite his spirit animal. No, you're my spirit animal, Fred. I'm I'm Troy's Chris's spirit pet animal. Mm. Okay. So say uh, one of our newfound Canadian friends, apparently, say they want to prove their existence. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. What's the score, Canada? We're either getting some bullshit numbers or we're blowing up in Canada, so what's up? If we're going to get rich up there, man, we'll move up there. Yeah, I, I always suggested doing a I Spit on Your Grave in Bury, Canada, because I have some relatives up there, apparently. So give us some kind of uh, solid feedback there, Canada, so we don't think that Chris is just dumbass. And And Brett, how can they give us solid feedback? You, you ride it on a rock and throw it. All the way from Canada? Real motherfucking hard. I guess. Yeah, yeah. they got some arms up there. Ever since the Expo's left, there's no place, there's no else for them to do. Let's so. see if I can say with enough contempt in my voice this time. Oh, good. Or you can find us on the Facebooks because we're Slaughterhouse Princess or Slaughterhouse Princess Podcast, gmail.com, Canada. Write us there. We got a Stitcher with the Reddit and iTunes. Uh-huh. That's pretty good for you. What, the Reddit's what? R slash SHA podcast? Or you can S-H-A find us on the Facebooks because we're Slaughterhouse Princess. Yeah, that's really the best place to find us. Yeah. yeah. 
Send us, put some posts, comments, Canada, please. Reddithouse.com. Reddithouse.com? Slaughter book. Uh-huh. <laughs> Slaughter book. Princess Twitter. That's pretty good. Troy, that's just silly. No, I know. All right. So come back next time for, if you the, want. for the double feature. Or if you don't, do it anyway, you bunch of masochists. Terror at Blood Fart Lake and Evil Dead Redneck Zombies something. Inbred Redneck Zombies. Yes, Brad. My hand's up. Did you notice the last time they mentioned this? Like, oh yeah, like, like I tried. Like, oh yeah, Brett's my favorite, and and uh, those other Matt, guys, they're there too. Matt, like, Chris is my favorite, and then Josh didn't say anything, <laughs> and I was like, I'm nobody's favorite.